The following podcast is intended for mature audiences and may contain obscene language and adult themes. If you are easily offended, the producers of this show suggest you do the following measures. Number one, if you are under 18, leave now. This is not intended for you. Number two, don't listen to this at work. If you do, make sure you're by yourself and have earbuds in. Number three, do not download or listen to this podcast at all. And number four, if you do download and listen to this podcast and you find yourself offended, seek medical attention immediately for the assistance that you need removing the stick from your ass. Now on with the show, bitch. again episode 40 i'll be goddamn i'm not even gonna say a damn thing about it this time why just cause because i got it (laughs) yeah it's just not funny when you actually get it right well i've been looking forward to this one for a while and you have too so don't play it off you peckerhead that's true i'm not gonna deny that uh this is the episode that we have been waiting on oh by the way it's the episode of my name is Jason Roach. <laughs> My name's Sam Hall. This is the TNA podcast. If you didn't fucking know. Professional. Anyway. Professional grade podcastery here. <laughs> podcastery. That's, I don't know. What the what? hell? Is what? that a word? I, it is now. Well, you're the one supposed to be up on all this uh, terminology and stuff. Well. The younger kid used. Them newfangled things that they look at. Get the porn. <laughs> Getting any stick in your butts. <laughs> or maybe two things in their vag. <laughs> Vahina. Vahina. Not to be mistaken with Vahini. Winky. Winky, 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 winky. Someone out there might be listening. I guarantee you they're listening to this episode. <laughs> but anyway, we got to uh, have a little chit chat with a young lady named Casey Donatello. If you do not know who she is, listen to this episode. Yep. And you might just find yourself wanting to know a lot more. <laughs> there's, there's things on that interweb that you might want to go look at. <laughs> I'm just saying. She had us a little bit on the riveted side. Uh, we were we were quieter than normal. Well, I, sure. yeah, I had uh, I I had said predicted. It's like okay, this will be the most sexually graphic fucking show we've mm-hmm. done. Uh, nailed it. <laughs> and the bad part of it was. It wasn't us. No, no. <laughs> we were we were we were doing what we do. We say like we don't give a fuck. Whatever. Yeah. We try to be respectful. Yeah, we were feeling our way through it. And she just at at first it was like, hey, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of, and then she just let go and was like, <laughs> oh, I've come. <laughs> well bless and, your heart. And it was just like I said, just nonchalantly, more or less. Uh, we are just come on my face. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, matter of fact, she didn't. She didn't say that to us. No, <laughs> no. Winky, unfortunately, winky, 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 winky. I was she thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Casey Donatello, as you're going to find out, she is a hot wife. She is a part-time nudist, part-time swinger, and a full-time OnlyFans <laughs> fucking contributor. <laughs> and she is the author of three erotic lifestyle memoirs. 
So uh, put your seatbelt on, kids. This is a good one. Yeah, you're going to learn some things from this lady. And she learned what a minivan was. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned, what, we learned what DV is. <laughs> so here is our interview with Casey Donatello. Well, we're here with Casey Donatello. The time has finally come. We have been talking about this for We've weeks. Been warning people well, for weeks, but <laughs> yeah, we, the the time has come, and maybe somebody else will too. <laughs> I can guarantee. I like that. I get a disclaimer. Yeah, well, there <laughs> hey, you, there exactly. Hey, we have. So, uh, how are you, darling? I'm doing fantastic. Well, we really, really appreciate you uh, no, taking so the time much. to do this. Very, very much appreciated. Uh, we. Uh, <laughs> This is kind of out of our norm, and I'm sure it's going to be out of yours by the time we're done. Uh, <laughs> we we on our last episode we read your your bio, um, but I'm going to go ahead and hit it again. You are the author of three erotic lifestyle memoirs. Uh, number one is in bed with strangers, swinging my way to self discovery. I'd like to hear a little bit about that if you'd. Uh... Mind laying that out? Oh, can you? Can I at least get through the first three? No, fucking you fucking cannot. I've okay. been waiting to hear about this. Okay, Let's, just hold, 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 hand, hold, 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 hand, hold, hand hold. me that bottle of uh, aloe vera right stop, there. You stop! Know you, stop! See, I'm gonna. I'm I warned gonna, it, you. It's for the friction burns, Casey. I warned you before I hit record. This is how it's gonna go. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, Scarlet surrenders, swinging into love, and Scarlet swings. No, that's high. not right. That's not right. No. Well, that's what I should do is fire the person <laughs> who wrote this down. Yeah, that stupid son of a bitch. Where's I'm, he at? I'm looking at him. So you go ahead. I'll tell you what. So we've already exposed ourselves as being complete idiots. Why don't you tell us what the yeah, names what did, of them are? What did I not read correctly? You got, you got the first one right. Okay. The second one is um, Scarlet Swings Higher, The Sexual Saga Continues, and Part 3 is Scarlet Surrender Swinging Into Love. So I will go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt that he can write and read. He just can't count. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It kind of. You are also an adult content creator. Um, what, what was that again? I didn't. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) Part-time nudist and swinger. So that means you're naked like part of the time. So we go like nude camping a lot in the camping season really? we don't live in a nudist colony so we're not full-time nudists yeah. <laughs> so i just like to clarify <laughs> that you know uh, but whenever we can we go for it hey uh <laughs> i was like I, I i really wanted to hear a little bit about the books that she wrote i mean if she could just give us like a little oh god little just a little taste of, oh, of each one of them and and what they were really about and whatnot yeah so let's go back to sure. that so the first book is it takes you a little bit about me and my vanilla life, and then it talks about how I discovered the lifestyle, and then my journey over the first few years of kind of just figuring out what, how I felt about myself and what I was curious about in the lifestyle and just getting over, like, being comfortable with my own body and having sex with all these strangers. I met um, some couples. I met single guys. And then I discovered that you could have sex with more than one guy at a time, and then my life changed. So part two 
takes you um, on a journey. Like I'm heavily into gangbangs now, so I talk a lot about that. I interview some of the guys that I was really good friends with in the lifestyle, so they took like surveys and got to give a little information about them. Um, and then the third book is I meet my husband in a threesome and we get married. So it's like our story. So all, all three books are true accounts of my experience in the lifestyle. They have some sex in them, of course, but they are really more about like the emotional and mental journey that you have to go on to find, to like be secure with yourself, know what you want to become empowered and a big part for me was losing the guilt and the shame that I felt for doing these things. So, you know, a lot of people just think of the lifestyle as like fun and sex and all this like good times. But there's this other side that people aren't always prepared for. So I felt like writing became like this therapeutic thing for me. And I ended up, you know, putting it out there. And other people tell me that, you know, they can relate to it. It's helpful to know they're not alone. So it's been really interesting. I wasn't expecting to write three books. I didn't even ever plan on writing one book, but it just kind of, <laughs> you know, became a thing. And then from there, I was like, if I write about what I do, why not film what I do? So then naturally, we just went to OnlyFans. So it feels like a natural progression for me, you know. Well, um, I, I do have to admit something. Uh, I, uh, what would I, that be? <clears throat> I'm a subscriber to your OnlyFans page, <laughs> and as I yep. and as I told my lover, this is research. It <laughs> is. You gotta like, be educated. You I'm gotta like, know who you're talking to, right? Like, she's gonna be on the show. It's research, and she's like, "Yeah, right. Yeah, right." <laughs> I will say, I've been on over a dozen podcasts. You're the first person to be that like. Uh, serious about interviewing me that you actually signed up so you get a round of applause well, for that one well, very you know. dedicated journalist <laughs> wow first of all thank you for the journalist part yeah boy. i just thought so I was, whatever i don't know podcast or whatever i don't know the right word i was gonna go with horny old man but it's whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> dirty old pervert <laughs> that's why i appreciate you um and you you covered that with the emotional and mental physical aspects of doing this. How did it all happen to start with? I mean, did you, did you wake up one day and just go, <laughs> you getting worked up over I, your pops? I can't help myself. <laughs> don't, How don't. did I get into the lifestyle? You mean? Absolutely. Yeah, what was the catalyst that really got you going down that road? So I was a very good girl. You know, I didn't really like do a lot of stuff. I was very like, I, I wasn't super, it wasn't ever shy. I was afraid of being labeled like a slut if I did stuff because when I was a teenager, my friends were like blowing guys and having sex and then they became like the neighborhood whore. And I was like, oh shit, I don't want to be that person. So then I was just like, I guess I shouldn't do stuff because, you know, at that age, you don't really trust people not to spread rumors about you. So I behaved myself. And then when I was in my early 20s, I was um, in the restaurant industry and I ended up having an affair with my married boss, which was like totally out of left field for me. Did not expect that to happen. And we ended up going to a swingers club together. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, it was a lot at once. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> and I, yeah. That's like flipping a switch. I like to consider yeah, myself. Yeah, I don't know. No idea how it really happened. Um, but we went to a club. We found this is going back a while. 
So I had found an ad on good old Craigslist for a club. Booyah. And we went, <laughs> we, yeah, we checked it out. And uh, that was it. I was hooked after that. I just thought it was this like incredible, fascinating world. And I didn't know how exactly I was going to fit into it or what even it, like the possibilities that were there. But I just knew that I wanted to be a part of it. So then we ended up, we were together for a long time, but we were only in the lifestyle maybe a year or two because then we ended up breaking up. We were not like a good couple to be in the lifestyle together at all. And it was a train wreck. So we broke up and then I tried to just forget about it and like date vanilla guys again. But it was just my interest was peaked and I couldn't forget the few experiences that I had. So I ended up going back as a single girl, which is a unicorn. And then I just started like going apeshit crazy, fucking a ton of people <laughs> and living out all these fantasies. And then there was no way I was going to stop. It was just who I was. And I feel like I was always supposed to be this person, but I just wasn't confident enough to be this person. And it's great and it's amazing. But then you struggle with finding a boyfriend that's going to deal with you being like this. It's not so easy. And people are like, oh, well, just date someone in the lifestyle. You know, you hook up with all these guys, date one of them. That's not that easy either because half of them aren't really dedicated to being in the lifestyle. They're just on the, in, like in the lifestyle looking to get laid while they look for a girlfriend on the outside. So they don't know what they're doing and they want to have fun with you, but then they don't want to take you home. So it's like the typical, you know, you want to date a good girl, but play with the bad girl. So I had a lot of mixed emotions where I couldn't really figure out, you know, how to have a boyfriend and how to have this balance of this crazy life plus a healthy relationship. So for years and years, this is the struggle that I'm writing about. And I was just about to give up and leave. I was like debating leaving the lifestyle to date someone. Um, and then a friend invited me to go on this threesome and I went and then I ended up marrying the guy in the threesome. So it was pretty, uh, interesting twist of events right there. Uh, to say, to yeah, say the like, least. Yeah. It sounds kind of like, <laughs> kind of sounds like a real pain in the ass in a way. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work. Well, a whole lot of work. Yeah, when, it is. when you were talking about you, you had, you had, um, went to the swingers club with the then relationship person. When uh-huh. and you said that you just went batshit crazy. <laughs> when when did you age wise? When did you hit oh. what you would consider your stride as far as being a unicorn? Which I just told Sam uh, just before you <laughs> called what a unicorn is <laughs> because I know uh, <laughs> so you can tell which one of us is more perverted. <laughs> that would be. That would be me. I would say when I hit my thirties, that's when I. Um, really started going after what I wanted. I was confident. I wasn't like embarrassed to say what I wanted. I got really good at saying no to things that I didn't want because that's also a very hard thing to learn is to say no to things that you're not really interested in and not putting the guy's needs before your own. So really becoming like independent and empowered, I would say in my 30s. And then when I, I just turned 41 last week, so when I hit 40, that's when I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna, my husband was like, do whatever you want. Put up the OnlyFans. Last week I put my face all over the internet. Like, cause up until a week ago, 
you could only see my face on OnlyFans, like Instagram, social media. You didn't know who I was. But he goes through, he goes, what's the difference at this point? Like, just fucking go for it. Stop, you know. You always say you're empowered and you're not ashamed. Then why not put your face out there? And I said, okay. So that's where we're at now. There's nothing left to hide from anymore. <laughs> and it feels kind of nice. I was, it's weird how I was less afraid to put my face on OnlyFans and more afraid to put it on Instagram for some reason. And I don't know why it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> um, but now it's just everywhere. I just launched my own website. My face is all, all over that. So we're kind of really like, this is the most committed and open and free that I can possibly be. And it feels amazing. I feel like this is, you know, the top of the mountain. Finally, like I've made it to the end of my goal and it's really nice. You know, you can only be ashamed if you let people shame you. And yeah. once you learn not to give a fuck anymore, it's the best feeling in the world. Let me tell you. And <laughs> it's incredible how like, you know, we always think we're ashamed, but we're not. We're just being told that we're supposed to be ashamed. And that's such a, a small like distinction, but it is so powerful. And the minute I learned that it was a total game changer. Because now, you know, I'm married. I was always afraid to be myself because a guy wouldn't want me. And now I'm married to someone that fucking loves this side of me and can't get enough of it. So, you know, it's a win-win for me at this point. And I'm so glad that I held out and waited for somebody instead of settling like I was about to do because I would have been fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to do that. You mentioned your OnlyFans and your Instagram by the way, we're going to put your uh, link tree up on our show notes when this episode drops. And um, that that actually, when you were talking about that, that made me hit a question that I did not have prepared. Has this, has all of this, the OnlyFans, the lifestyle, everything, has it alienated anybody in your life prior to this that doesn't, I'm sure that I'm sure that you have relatives or anything like that that people will either not know or if they do know they don't understand but were there any like acquaintances or whatever that that have found this out that were just like nope nope not not you know not so, interested I've been writing for I'm just going to ballpark maybe 5 years and only fans I've had for 5 months Right No one that I know in my real life has ever encountered any of them or like mentioned it to me um and then we do have some friends that we didn't tell about the only fans yet but they know we're in the lifestyle you know like he shares with other guys and stuff and it does freak a lot of people out because they don't understand it right. they want to judge it um it hasn't really ended any friendships but also you know people get weird but we also only tell people that we think are open-minded enough to listen. It's not, you know, it's our private life. You don't need to know that about us, right? It doesn't like affect our friendship. So if we don't think it's worth telling people, then we don't. Um, if it comes up in a conversation, then we're not, we don't really lie about things. You know, we're married now, so we're so secure with each other that when you have, you know, this partner in crime, it's less scary to be found out, I feel like. So now we're more willing to be out there and admit it to people because we have each other. 
And if other people don't like it, that's fine, you know. But when you're single and you're alone, you feel very vulnerable letting people find stuff out about you like that. Right. So, and I mean, now that I'm all over the internet, obviously there's a higher chance of people that we know finding <laughs> yeah. out. And we've had the conversation, you know, what do we do if someone says something to us? And we both agreed that we just proudly admit it and we move on. We don't, like justify it or apologize or explain it. We just say, yep, that's me. Like, great, right? You know, and we don't let it bother us. Well, so it's going to happen eventually, but it hasn't happened yet. I, I I just said on the last episode, we we brought up OnlyFans, and I'm like, you know what? If there was, a, if there was an audience out there for, you know, dad bods with tiny penises, I'd be all <laughs> over it. I'd be like, hey. $10 a month, honey. Here you go. And it's like, if I work with all, I work with a bunch of these guys that would be like, I seen Jason naked on the fucking only. I'll be like, guess what, motherfucker? You subscribed. Thanks. Appreciate exactly. you. Exactly. And I'm not working here exactly. anymore. That's the thing. Anybody that comes across it must Look, have had some interest in it. They, they were looking so, for it. Yeah. Hey, you I, know? Got a, I got a picture on the website of my feet. Maybe you could put on all the fans. See, <laughs> see if people really get into that weird tan line shit that's out there. Maybe they got some sort of weird fetish for that shit. Yeah. Sam, Sam, Sam wears, uh, wears uh, shoes and so wears socks constantly. So he has like this, this, this tan line. The ankle pan? Yeah. Oh my, his, yeah. his, his feet look like they should have a toe tag hanging on them in a, in a morgue somewhere. It looks like but an his, animated uh, turkey leg is what it looks like. <laughs> But uh, I, I, I kind of I want to move on to some of this other stuff that we've got. But it, you mentioned some stuff to me that I'm just like, somebody explained this to me a while back in my probably in my late 20s, early 30s. Um, Was this during a 900 call? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. It wasn't wasn't anything like that. But oh, right. um, uh, they tried to explain to me how the lifestyle is viewed or at least how they viewed it. And when I was much younger, I didn't really understand it. But as I got older, I kind of got it. It was like to me, okay, you have your wife, girlfriend, significant other, whatever. How is it that if you're secure in your relationship, you can go into a place and have sex with a stranger, watch them have sex with a stranger and be okay with it. I couldn't figure that out when I was younger. As I got older and realized there's more to the mattress dance than just the mattress dance, um, mm -hmm. that they were like, you don't look at that other person as a person. You look at them as a means to an end, a tool, a sex toy that doesn't require charging or batteries. <laughs> Oh, I know where this, I, and I remember where this took place is when you were doing that little stint in jail. That's <laughs> <laughs> exit only, big boy. <laughs> exit only. But yeah, like I said, they, they had explained that to me. And the older I got, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's no different than, as, as far as the act, to me, it would be no different than saying, okay, we're going to order something from, you know, Amazon or whatever. We're going to get a rose. <laughs> but this person is actually helping with a fantasy or just an encounter. You don't have a, you don't go to dinner with this person afterwards or, or whatever. It's just, they are like a living 
sex toy that you're going to use in this moment. Well, see, it's interesting that you said that about the dinner thing because everybody is different. Some people, you do go out to dinner with the guys that we play with. Right. You know, it. everybody has their own rules and restrictions and guidelines and whatever. So there is no one way. Right. But at the end of the day, generally speaking, yes, they are there to fill a role. They are fulfilling a fantasy. You know, when you're secure with your partner, my husband knows I'm not going to leave him for one of these guys. You know what I mean? There's nothing to worry about. That's, it's just a body that I happen to be touching. But yeah. he has no reason to be concerned, and he's the one that gets, you know, when we play, they get maybe 10% of me. He gets 110% of me because he gets, like, the regular me, not just the sex me, you know? Right. All, like, the really important parts of life only he gets, and those are the more valuable parts. So, you know, the older you are and the more you can understand, like, confidence and security and trusting your partner. You know, when you're young, it's hard to understand that, you know, and you get older and you start to see, but you really need to have a solid foundation and a good relationship in order to have a healthy lifestyle relationship. You know, you shouldn't be doing this if, you know, you're not completely trusting of each other or you know, you have jealousy issues or any of these negative feelings. You shouldn't be doing this to fix your relationship. You should be doing this because you guys are solid and you just are fucking kinky and want to do crazy shit together, you know? But if you take the lifestyle away from us, we still have a great relationship. We don't rely on it. We love it. But if we couldn't play anymore, we wouldn't end up breaking up. You know, we'd be perfectly fine together. And I think that's really important for people to understand going into this. You really need to be on the same page. You need to talk about everything all the time. You can't take anything for granted in this because you are putting yourself in such, like, crazy scenarios, such, like, high pressure sometimes where shit can go wrong fast and it can destroy your relationship if you're not, you know, paying attention and aware of all the things that could go wrong. You have to really, like, be smart about this. I think that's a that's what a lot most people can't get past is the how can you do this and I and I think it goes back to just self doubt and and not having confidence in one's self or one's relationship to go you know she's going to see this guy with a fucking rocking bot or you know or the other side of it and you don't have confidence in yourself so. Yeah, that part is hard for people to understand. But if you get and, into that, then, you know, you, to me, you guys, you know, you and your husband have a rock solid relationship that you're not going to sweat the small stuff at all. That's no problem because you have this ultimate trust in each other. Yeah, you have a connection on a different level than most people do. Yeah. Yeah. Much stronger. But we had to work at it. We had to cultivate that. It doesn't just like happen by itself. We both know we want to be in this world together. We were in it before we met each other. And it is really important to us. So we work hard at it. We don't take it for granted. And just because we've been together for almost four years, we still talk about things all the time. After every single date, we like debrief about the date. You never want to get complacent and just assume things are fine. You always have to check in with each other. You know, he is, I'm the one that's fucking people, but he's still my priority. Right. At the end of the night, 
we both need to be equally happy with how the date went. It's not like it's just up to me because I'm having the physical sex. Like he's still an equal part of what's happening. So if he's not enjoying the experience and I'm not enjoying it, if I don't like it, he doesn't like it. We're very like connected to each other. So we have to make sure all the time that we're both getting something out of it. And it's funny because you meet people in the lifestyle sometimes and you were talking about not being confident. They'll tell like guys are infamous for doing this to be like, please my girl, but like, don't please her better than I do. You know? And it's (laughs) like, are you kidding me? They love saying that to, you know, and it's like, then why are you doing this? (laughs) You know, you want to give your girlfriend a subpar like date like that's so fucked up you should want her to have the time of her life so here, that's like some. a red flag right there ladies if someone says that to you they're not ready for this yeah hey, here have you some know? mediocre sex <laughs> yeah like that's so fucked up uh, um uh, just a ahead. quick just a quick comedy interjection here <laughs> oh, no. i'm gonna back up just a, about a minute um sam this is how things work. I was completely into your story. I was listening to it, but you actually said the word debrief. <laughs> and I looked across the room, and he was getting ready to open his mouth, and I just about hit him with a cup of coffee. It's like, shut up, dude. Not time. I, you wouldn't believe how quickly the whole freaking scenario just came into my head. I'm just like, she comes home from one of her excursions. No, see, we don't, we don't separate. We're always oh. together. Okay. He sees everything. Ah. That's one of our rules. Yes. So I don't I don't go out on my own. I don't like that. I'm allowed to, but I don't want to. I, I want him with me. Gotcha. So um but still we have to make sure like because he picks the guys, he decides what he wants to see usually. So he has a lot of say in what's happening and then I am like the performer for him. So that's our dynamic. So at the end of the night he always makes sure like I was happy with the guy. He didn't tell the guy to do something I didn't like. You know, like um, the date didn't go longer than I wanted. Because sometimes you're not having fun and I need him to cut the date short for me. Like that's his other role as my husband is he gets to end the night if I don't like it. So I don't have to do it. Um, So that's always like interesting. So we really have to throughout the whole night, like even during the date, we need to be very in tune with each other so that it stays on track and you know, we're seeing each other's signals, seeing each other's reactions the whole time. It's not like we get in the room and I forget my husband is there, you know? Um, it's our dynamic is very, very specific. Other people are into other ways of hot wifing, but this is what works for us. So, you know, and before we go on a date, he showers me, he helps you pick out my clothes. So we have like a before and an after part that are really hot for us. And then we have the actual play date, So it's much more, and that's like the mental and the emotional part that you're building. It's not just the physical sex. It's this bond that we have that starts way before we get to the hotel room. Um, That's like a pre-game ritual. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You like rally And then after, when I'm covered in cum, he showers me again, you know. Booyah! There it is. (laughs) If if you're on my OnlyFans, you know I love cum play, so. Oh, righty then. Well, oh. Right. Um, Too far? I'm doing, no, no. I'm doing it right now. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, did you see my did you see my Christmas video when he dressed up as Santa and then I, he came I, on the cookies and I, I ate them? I, I, I did. I, I did. <laughs> Sam, and Sam, Sam, Mil- milf and cookies. Sam, mil- Sam is now looking. I at myself me. up. Sam is now looking at me so disappointed because I mentioned that I'm the one who subscribes. <laughs> <laughs> um, see i have such a good time with my only fans like 
I'm just me. I'm not. There's so many people that make an OnlyFans that just think like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money if I put myself out, you know, like this is actually my fucking life. I'm not making any of this up. I'm not creating stuff for OnlyFans. You're just getting the benefit of watching me be like an insanely sexual, like bizarre person. And, you know, I don't clock in and out for OnlyFans. Like this is just my life 24 seven and you just get like to see some of it. So I think people really like that. It's, I'm a real person and I am not just like creating fake content to get people off. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, am, this really is me. It's <laughs> There's just, no other way around it. <laughs> it's just a bonus that you can be like, Hey, uh, this is what we're going to do on Wednesday. Let's take a couple pictures of it and booyah. We got I, some oh uh, new God, subscribers. I always laugh because I go to my husband. Guys complain that like they come home from work and the wife is like, you need to mow the lawn. You need to like take out the garbage and fix this. And I'm like, hey, you, you need, need to, to fuck come me in the ass. You need to pee on my face. You need to take a picture of my asshole. And he's like, oh my God, you need, like I just walked in the door. Give me five minutes to unwind. And I'm like, you should not be complaining. I think you have a super cool wife. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. But I have no off button. Just 24 seven. I am just like energy. And it's a lot to live with. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just kind of curious here. I, I, I noticed that one thing that you had said was that uh, you violently assaulted a penis and <laughs> and put it in uh, an emergency room. And I'm just kind of curious. I fractured one in. Yeah. yeah. Was that? Well, was, actually, was he that fractured your... it. Oh. It was his fault. Okay. Not mine. Oh, you're blaming him for it, right? <laughs> you should take well, that one. You should take that. You should take that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just, uh, what I'm wondering is, I'm wondering, is that your husband? No, it's not him. Not him. <laughs> this thought... is just like a random guy. If I was riding him, it would have been my fault. But he was fucking me from behind. Uh, but it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's we, his fault. We both experienced in a court lot. of law that would stand up. That's right. <laughs> that even, right. Though, even though it was bent over, <laughs> I crashed into the taint and broke my shit. Now I can fuck around corners. Yeah, I was going to say, I, we've, we've talked about running into that in the past when you have that, uh, you, you're going at it, you just come out just a little too far, and then you hear that, mm, that smack, that, that cracking oh, noise. Oh, that was horrifying. It, it was. It was horrifying, because it's, it's that, that, sh, that jolt of pain and you, that loud noise, and you're like, oh my God, no. Oh God, no. Oh my God, it swelled up like, it was like the elephant man, he had to rush to the emergency room, it was not, oh not a good God. play day. It was really, really bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Jay I think, I have a suspicion that he was cheating on his girlfriend, oh. and then he had to go home and explain that. And I never heard from him nice. again. Nice. <laughs> hey. You know, I, I, Karma's you know, a bitch. You know, Jason's penis looks a lot like the elephant man, but for, you know, all the STDs he's had in his past. God damn, dude. <laughs> This is, this is, guess what? You talk that shit, I'm the one that edits this motherfucker. <laughs> so if you hear Rue and Willow go, oh, fuck yeah, right there. That was what Sam said, something I didn't like. I love her. <laughs> she, uh, oh, yeah. to be honest, that is, she is the reason why we're talking to you right now. Yeah. Because. I know that, yeah. And, and, and the funny part was, she didn't realize that. I had reached out to you because I heard you on Ruin's show, and I talked to Sam. I'm like, dude, I think we could get her on the show. And I spoke to you, and, and we set things up. Well, we just talked to Ruin. She interviewed us about a week or so ago. And when we were recording, or actually before we were recording, she's like, I got a guest for you guys, and it'd be Casey Donatella. And I'm like, uh, too too late. <laughs> we, we got her scheduled already. 
She's like, she would be, she would be great for you guys. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that as far as uh, her liking us, but we, we, we definitely like her. You damn right. We. <laughs> you mentioned the whole coming on the cookies. Thanks for that. Uh, going back. To I had to make the sprinkle stick. Oh my god. <laughs> There was a reason, guys. Come on, I'm not crazy. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to put this fucking paper that I'm reading down. I just want to tell you something. Anytime. Anytime. I'm right with you on this. You'd like to come back on this show, you give me a fucking call. Damn right. That right there was worth... All the fucking time in the world. We're, we're kind of like holding back a little bit because like we, we, we don't want to say anything that might get, you know, <laughs> we're just kind of. It's really hard to offend me. You would have to try like really, really hard. Okay. Well. So. well <clears throat> hold on a second. Oh, shut up. That sounded like a damn challenge to nope, me. Nope, nope, <laughs> And I knew exactly. Well, you have to be able to make, like laugh and make fun of things. You know, that's that's yeah. what makes life exciting. So. You know, I, I, I'm. Pretty sure you haven't listened to any of us or much of us, but you know because you I have, did listen to the one with Ruin actually before I well came on your show. don't don't uh, don't don't delve into much more if you I don't have a life <laughs> because uh, in TNA land uh, Sam got fisted by Bigfoot. That's that's all we're going to say about that. But you you mentioned the cum, and I'm going back into your bio, and it says you have a major fetish for uh dv and come mm-hmm. for those of the people who don't know what dv is i'm hoping i'm not doing this wrong <laughs> that would be a double vaginal oh yeah okay uh-huh i'm all <laughs> let's ears uh, right let, now let, let, let. and i and mostly penis <laughs> you wish <laughs> so Wait, did you did you not know this before you read my oh no my no, bio, no. Oh, no 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 i i i i knew it um yeah, I knew. <laughs> I can but tell. I, oh. I knew, the way he's I knew, reacting I what, over there. Have you done it? Um so anyway, let's move on. Um <laughs> no, what was no, no, never never done that. No. Okay, I was not, it's like no, you so, were answering that a question. Lot of, <laughs> that was a funny DP response. DP is the way more DP is much more like known. Like everybody knows double penetration. Not everybody oh, yeah. is aware of double vaginal. Um I had DP before, and then once I found DV, I never went back to DP. It was like changed my life. So that was my favorite thing in the world. I tried to have as much of it as possible. Um, um, it's like a prerequisite for guys that want to meet us, and it's just it's fucking incredible. Like there's, I don't even know how to explain how good it feels, but the orgasms from it are just pure insanity. Oh, uh, okay. Um. I'm, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I can never And when see- I first started doing it, I was a little nervous because I'm like, there's no filter here, right? I could just say whatever. You go right ahead. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No filter. I was a little nervous because I, some people told me like, oh, if you have a lot of DV, you're going to get really loose. You're going to stretch everything out. Mm-hmm. That is such a fucking lie. I think it's made me even tighter because it's like muscle contraction. I don't know, but it's fucking insanity. Well, and it's just I think everybody in their life should try it and yeah um I'm well gonna, th- I'm not going to try it you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to envision I'll just, I'll just take your word for I'm it. trying to envision some way that I could do this without touching the other guy oh that's um, impossible <laughs> that's exactly that's like, you have to be very secure <laughs> and not bothered by that kind of thing nah, i don't want my... most of the time like guys that are going for dv are also doing double blowjobs like 
by then, no one gives a shit. Everything's been touching anyway. So. No, I don't know. I, I can't but imagine. The guys, the guys aren't touching each other. I'm touching them at the same time. There's a difference, you know? Uh, but I, I can imagine my balls high-fiving another guy's balls at any point. <laughs> just, I just, just, no, oh no, my God. no, it's no. What, I'm still trying to, th- never mind. I was going to think, how in the fuck could you do that without touch? Here, let me slip a credit card in between here. Uh, uh, <laughs> have a little bit of. Well, uh, look, technically, if the guy's wearing a condom, then maybe you're not touching him really. Hey, there you hey. go. Hey. Yeah. It's going to be a. Yeah, I, could, I could find a way around it for you. I could rationalize it. <laughs> a little love glove here in between. You're not technically touching his weenie. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, what about them balls high five now? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I just went right past the old balls. Yeah, you got a point there. Um, you um, okay? This is this is one. I, the, there, there's really one I want to get to, but I, I have to make my way down the list. Oh yeah. Um, you were blindfolded in a van uh-huh. and had sex with strangers. Now, th- was that something that was arranged by your husband, or was this prior? No, to- this is when I was single. You single. were you were single. Yeah. And man, that did you do this on your own? It was. I knew the guy that I was got, like okay. setting it up. We were Shoot. playing for together for like a long, long time, and yeah, he would just arrange for me. I've had sex with rough like just about 800 guys probably and i'm gonna say a third of them i don't know who they are wow well i mean i <laughs> when it was like you were single i'm thinking uh so she just got, i don't know got in a van went out and went hey hey hey, hey how about hey. uh hey you want you, some candy there buddy <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, so, for some reason i love not knowing who i'm having sex with i think it's one of the hottest things you can do and so actually we just, this goes perfect with my cum fetish too. We just started, my husband and I, um, we've been to the adult theater twice. We just went last week for my birthday actually. And we had this like big gangbang bukkake party oh, and people signed, signed waivers to fuck <laughs> me and to come on me. And wow. <laughs> we, yeah, it was epic. And like, no idea who these people are. Couldn't even <laughs> like, if they were standing next to me right now, couldn't tell you. Okay. And it's great because. We posted it like online to get people to come and then the next to literally come. And then the next day I get all these messages saying they had a great time and thank you. And I'm like, no idea who these people are. And it's hilarious. My husband's reading the messages. You know? I'm, I, I, <laughs> and I'm just like, no clue. So let's back to the waiver. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because so, again, we're I can see. Just sitting here oh, we're filming. It's like, well, I, well okay. I get oh, it. Okay, okay, but okay. is this like a standard waiver? <laughs> Something like you copied off the internet and just notarized it, or did you actually go to an attorney and said, "I need you to type no, something I out"? No, I downloaded. Yeah. I downloaded. So we had gone. We went in January for the first time with no filming. We just went for ourselves, and it was just so fucking wild there that we were like, "We should film something here." So we talked to like the security guards and the owner and stuff, and they gave me approval. And you know, we roped off like a special area. Guys got bracelets. They signed waivers. It was very official. Um, wow! And it we had we brought like a gym mat. Put that down. So like gym in bouncers. Until, like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And then you're in the middle of a movie theater, so it's just packed with people watching and like clapping and applauding when a guy comes on me. It was fucking wild. 
so much fun. This is what we did for my fucking birthday. Like, this is our life. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you know? something. You, you have just entered the uh, the circle of TNA friends. Oh, yeah. You just moved up a lot. Uh, because so, that, that is so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's just Tuesday. You know? <laughs> Happy Bukaki. Yeah. Yeah. But this is normal. This is our normal fucking life. This isn't like weird. To, like, that's the weirdest part is that it's not weird to us anymore. So we've been doing this for so long. It's just like, oh, what no, you do no. on Tuesday night? Like, we don't, we tell people we stayed home, but it's like, oh, she fucked six guys on Tuesday night. You know, like, <laughs> it's just whatever. Oh, so you're telling me you're in the theater. You look over, your husband's in the corner like, dozing off. He was filming it. <laughs> He was the camera guy. Oh, you said it was becoming so commonplace anymore. I just thought, it's just, it's all right, leave me alone, honey. I'm tired. I need a nap. <laughs> Here, I've got it on autofocus. It's fine. Um, so, obviously, people have to go to the other side of it and say, okay, you do this stuff. How is it if, if you're, obviously, if you're having sex with strangers, there's a certain amount of risk. Oh, yeah. How do you mm-hmm. avoid that? Well, we use con like everything is with condoms. Um, there's no guarantees. True. But right. generally people in the lifestyle, because we are so active, we're a little more um, up to date, like on testing and stuff. Not saying every person, but you could catch someone on a vanilla, something on a vanilla date. You know, there's no, right. there's no guarantee in life, but it is customary and etiquette in the lifestyle that everybody is getting checked frequently and you know people that we play with you get a feel for people like in a situation like that don't know those people but if we're meeting people on a site and talking to them you kind of get a feel for their personality and like how seriously they take things if someone messages us and they ask us if we use condoms we will not meet them because that means that they're not using them all the time so there's ways to kind of weed out things and you, at the end of the day, you don't know. I've never, I've been doing this almost 20 years, never had a problem. But someone that does something once might catch something. Like, you don't know. It's right. just part of the risk you take. You try to minimize it as much as you can. But it's just, it's a part of having sex all the time. It's just, it's there. And like I said, we get tested all the time. Um, we, if we were going to play with someone raw, we don't. We would definitely like need to see like test, right? You know, results and stuff. So there, if it, if you had like a long term play partner, when I was single, if there was a guy that I was seeing, like for like years and stuff, we wouldn't use condoms, but we trusted each other. We would talk. You know, you just have to use your gut feeling, kind of. At the end of the day, there's really no because people go like, oh, why don't you ask for test results all the time? I go, okay, if someone gives me a test result from last week, they could have caught something yesterday. Right. Like, that's right. not, it sounds great, but realistically, that's not 100% like foolproof either. So you go more based on like your feeling for the person, how they, you know, handle themselves and talk. A lot of people that are really invested, this is like their life, the lifestyle. They're very careful. They They don't want to catch anything, you know, like, so everybody kind of, is in charge of themselves is the best I can say. Like I said, I've never had a problem. Well, thankfully. I, I guess I was getting it. And I've seen enough of your only fans to know that, you know, <clears throat> you're, you're using protection, but yeah, but, if there's no condom, then it's my husband. That's it. Right. I guess what I kind of figured. <laughs> um, but then again, 
it's it may be splitting hairs here, but like with the bukkake with strangers, there's still a certain amount of risk, you know, because it's it's not it's on my skin. It's not in my mouth or in my pussy. Okay. So again, it's okay. like you have to you nothing is a hundred percent guaranteed, right? But you know, this is our lifestyle. This is our fetish and what we do. So if something did happen, that's yeah. on us. Yeah. It's, and we would have to have enough decency to tell the other people. Like, you know, I've gotten a phone call before from someone saying, hey, I think someone, you know, along the line might have given me something. I got tested. I didn't have anything. But they actually did call to tell me. And I thought that was very, like, honorable. Yeah. Because that's, we're adults. Like, we understand that's part of the risk. There's no, I don't think you should shame someone for telling you you need to get tested because something might have like, that's fine. Condoms break sometimes. Yeah. You know, I've had plenty of condoms break. I've had condoms get stuck inside me. Oh. Like that's not anybody's fault. It just happened. So again, I'd... you know, that's part of this world and people don't think about that stuff or talk about it, but it is something that happens when you're having rough sex, you know, and it that, that would and go. And there's nothing you could do about it. That mm-hmm. would go with the. Uh, that would probably be happening during like the the double vaginal. I could, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. Or I mean, no, that, if yeah, someone yeah, just fucking yeah, me yeah. like super hard, right? It usually happens from doggy actually, or me riding. Um, I don't think it's ever really happened during DV actually, which is really? interesting. Maybe they hold each other on. I don't know. But like something like that happens. That's nobody's <laughs> fault, right? Like, here, let me get that for you, buddy. I mean, <laughs> Oh, Make sometimes sh- they get it out, and they're gentlemen, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you lose it, you find it. That's what a, the rule. Put, what a, a little, put a little headlamp on. I'll, I'll be right with you, honey. Be right back. What a good feller. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says uh, you guys have a full sex playroom yeah. in your home. Yeah. Now, what would that entail? What are some of the toys? So I I, I should say we do not have children. <laughs> So it's just the two of us at home. Because a lot of people, no, a lot of people have to like hide their stuff. We know people that hide stuff in like drop ceilings and and shit. And we're like, oh my God, that's so stressful. So my husband had the room before I met him. He had started it. And that's actually where we originally met was in that room in his house for the first time. And I walked in there. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I wish I had a room like this. And then fast forward, I do have the room. It's mine. So that all worked out. There you go. Um, so it's it's like over 200 square feet of mirrors, like walls, ceilings, all the doors, everything. We have a bed, a futon, some sex furniture. We have a swing. We have all chains and cuffs, like, uh, anchored in all the different walls and the ceiling. Ice machine for we broken penises. We have tons of sex toys, all props hanging on hooks around the room. So pretty much everything. That is... I don't know if you heard me or not. I said uh, ice machine for broken penises. <laughs> we actually no, but we actually just put um like a beverage a beverage refrigerator in there recently. Fucking a, uh, man, gotta, so gotta stay hydrated. Everything. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you do. Full water. I just so, I just recently I just recently bought a margarita machine. So there's that. <laughs> well, uh, before we move on, there, Jason, mm. when you was talking about, she said they don't have kids and you got to hide stuff. Why don't you? Uh, Okay, I'm gonna tell we you count a, story. a little story gonna, uh, for her that she's uh, gonna all right, enjoy. All right, all right, all right. I hope you don't. I hope you don't mind. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the spotlight on me for a second, uh, just because okay. you might find this funny. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna paraphrase this or, 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 or cut it down as quick as I can. Um, 
I was uh, living alone, uh, single at the time, and my oldest daughter uh, was actually in college. She lived in the dorm, probably about 50, 60 miles away. She would come and visit me and stay with me on the weekends. Um, that being said, every once in a while, things would happen. <laughs> and I had, you know, some acquaintances. And I may have purchased a few things from Amazon. <laughs> and I, uh, I had one of these items uh, by my bed charging and we had a landline in this apartment that i lived in but it only had one phone it was a cordless phone i just kept it for an emergency you know whatever well i get home from work one evening and i knew that this thing was sitting on charge by my bed i had evidently used the phone the night before i get home to find that my daughter's car is in my driveway I go into the apartment and I, uh, it's dark. I flip on the light in the kitchen and I can tell that she's laying on the couch and I see beside of her on the table is the phone. And I said, uh, what's, what's going on? And she's saying, I didn't feel good. So I decided to come home early and I'm looking at that phone like it's a snake. <laughs> and I said, I see you found the phone, which was next to this dildo that was in my bedroom. <laughs> I did not say that. I said, you found the phone. And she said, in the darkness, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and that's what we left it at. And about, and about two or three days later, she's feeling better, you know, whatever. And she's like, you remember that thing that we wasn't going to talk about? Let's talk about it now. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I said, uh, Daddy, Daddy has friends. You know, and and I'm trying to, you know, trying to make it sound awful. She was like 21 at the time. So it wasn't like, you know, I'm trying to explain this to a child. But anyway, I kind of got the point across that, hey, dad's like exploring some stuff here and blah, blah, blah. But like not even two or three weeks later, she's at my house again. I'm getting ready to go to work. She is standing at my bedroom door. And I told her after the whole dildo experience, I said, you need to understand something. If this house is on fire and the only way you can get out is to go through my bedroom, you're going to burn up. <laughs> Don't go in my room. So she's standing in the hallway, leaning against the door as I'm talking to her. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, getting ready for work. I'm putting on my boots and everything. And all of a sudden she tilts her head sideways and she said, what is that? And I look down and there is the strap from one side of my restraint system that's under the bed. I thought you were going to say a strap for the dildo. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got one of those, I'm sure. Oh, great. Now now you're Sorry. Sam, now you're Sam's new best friend. I, I nicknamed him yeah, I nicknamed him Peggy because <laughs> he's the Peggy, not the Pegger. Oh god damn. <laughs> But, uh, but, but anyway, she found that I had, uh, restraints, uh, under my, between my ma mattress and box springs. So she saw that and I said, she said, what's that? And I said, you don't want to know what attaches to this clip. And she's like, I'm done. I'm done asking you any questions. I said, I told you it's house on fire. You're going to burn up. That's the only way out of here. But uh, anyway, yeah. I, we digress. I had to tell that because he mentioned. Yeah, uh, so we don't deal with any of that. There you go. <laughs> You're just like, hey, I'm coming in. 
naked. That's it. <laughs> um, there, there was another thing that um, was in your bio that you sent to us, and this is this is one. I think people can say, okay, they're swingers. Okay, they're nudists. Okay, they have an OnlyFans page. She has an OnlyFans page. Um, this may be one of the ones that people find more. People who are conventional find it shocking. Yeah, is the fact that your husband wants you to be in the K Club, meaning yep. one thousand men. And yeah, you, and like I said, we're about about eight hundred right now. Wow, um, <laughs> that's a lot of notches on that bedpost. <laughs> Yeah, but you think about it. People always go like, "How is that? That's not realistic. You, that's not possible." You know. But well, if is. you're having sex with like ten people at one time, then it's very doable. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just how you arrange those numbers. If it was one at a time, that would take forever. Yeah. But I don't really do one at a time, so. But it. it, <laughs> it just, it's it's one. She just said that just so like you know I don't do one at a time. I'm, I, well, it was just so nonchalant. I, dude, when I said I she'd come it. back on the show, I wasn't bullshitting you. <laughs> I'm not. Because, you know, we get ready to record, and I'm like, now, Casey, if we say something that offends you, you need to tell us. <laughs> and she's going, I love cum. <laughs> oh, God. Because you're right. You are different. A lot of my episodes, it's, you know, like, very serious, like, female empowerment and, you know, like all these serious topics, which I love talking about, but I do have to, you know, like behave and come across in a professional manner. So this is very nice for me. <laughs> Shit. Um, I want to know one thing. Oh God. Out of all yeah. your, I want to know what would you consider to be, if you can say it is, uh, what is your most memorable and just maybe wildest encounter you've ever had? Oh, I would say definitely the thing at the theater for my birthday. Like that was, and that we've was never just... had something so public and so like people. They were like the the seats were packed with people coming there to watch me have sex. Like that was usually when I go out, um, anonymous. I'm unknown. I show up places. People don't know who I am. I do what I want. I leave. But this time, like people were there to see me personally, and that was a little like mentally jarring knowing because normally I like going places with no expectations, no pressure, you know, it's whatever happens, happens. But now like people are expecting this like performance and stuff. They're expecting their night to be amazing because they drove there to watch like what I'm doing. So that was pretty like daunting, but it turned out to be amazing. Like people, I sold some books there. People were asking for my autograph and taking pictures with me. And we're just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like we're just normal people. <laughs> so it was like blowing my mind. And so I would say that, which just happened. Um, otherwise, a lot of stuff kind of starts to blend together. Like driving around in the back of the van, that was pretty crazy back then. Um, but people will say like, what's your favorite gangbang? What's your favorite threesome? They're, it's really hard to pick one over the other, you know, they're kind of, they blend together after a while. So anytime we do something that's like really new and like a big departure from what we normally do, that's when it's like, holy shit, that was incredible. So it's hard to get that feeling sometimes now. So that's why we have to do something grand to get that rush again. If not, it starts to get, like people laugh when I say it starts to get like boring and mundane to have like regular group play dates and stuff. It's the same thing all the time. 
And, <laughs> you know, some people are like, how could that be? Anything you do over and over again, you get used to it, you yes. know? So if you're not pushing mm-hmm. the boundaries, it, it starts to get boring. It's, it's, so we have to look for the next thing. It's probably not a good analogy, but it's like a drug. It's the adrenaline. It, yeah. It's it's always going farther, yeah. higher, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, we... So I don't we, know, like, what comes next. Like, we we have to figure out, like, what's bigger than that now. Well, so I have to think about it for a little bit. Well, it's Madison it's, Square Garden. It's, <laughs> and in this corner. Uh, well, it, it's funny you should mention that because we have gone through your bio and told the facts that you've presented. What we have in store for you now, if you're game, if you don't want to, that's okay. <laughs> but this jack off that's sitting across from me, he has maybe come up with a little game of has Casey ever. Oh, no. sure, let's go for it. Never has Casey ever. Now I am going to I am going to just sit over here and try to maintain my composure because I know how this is going to go. Wait, how many questions are there? Oh, uh, we're we're, uh, we're, we're going to cut it down to like four. Yeah. Would that, would that be okay? Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to ask how many, like going into it, how many think I have done well, without me knowing the question. Well, let, let, actually, we'll, we'll probably do a little more than that. But what you need <laughs> to know is I'm going to go with just what I know because I've done my research. <laughs> Okay. Winky, winky, winky. Uh-huh. I'm going to say you haven't done, maybe you, well, hell, maybe you have. Who am I to judge? But anyway, Mr. Hall, the floor is yours. Well, here, I thought you were going to start off. Oh, there. no, 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 no. No? You, 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 uh, you did this shit. I don't want her to think I wrote any of it. <laughs> Chicken shit. All right. Um, These are just going to be, we're just going to have some fun with this, honey. Okay. Okay. How about uh, never has Casey ever ate a man's ass without her favorite condiment? <laughs> Hilarious. Because for a second there, I yeah. didn't think she was going to laugh. And I'd be like, damn, wait a minute. She's going to have an answer to that one. <laughs> Click. Yeah, yeah, there, So before I posted the video of me eating the come out of his ass, there was a previous one of just eating his ass to like feel the crowd out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> I, I totally get that. Every time I walk into a restaurant somewhere, oh, that's God, I'm, 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 I got to feel this crowd out. Uh, <laughs> waiter, because I you... think when I posted that one, I, did, I sometimes I do a poll, and it was like everybody loved it except one person wrote that's so fucking gross. <laughs> well, uh, everybody else loved it, let's... so I like to make sure I'm staying on track with you know what people want to see, and I'm not. Well, you know, like so, freaking people out too much. But. She actually did. Actually, so, well, it, what's her favorite condiment? Well, she and then she said that you know ate the cum out of. Well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah I mean, yeah. she and that was one that I was going to bring up later on. One was wondering if you'd ever enjoyed a San Francisco latte, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically that. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how this is going to go. Oh yeah, uh, I got. Um, let me see. Which one should I go with next? Oh, God. I had quite a few written oh, down here. God. Uh, oh, Get on there, with it. Here's the one. All right. Uh, have you ever performed a glass-bottom boat? Oh, man. Wow. 
don't know what that is. Ah, fuck. Uh, Let's move on. No, move on. No, 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 no. Explain it and then I'll answer it. Okay. Oh, uh, basically, uh, you squat down la, on la, a... La, 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 <laughs> you squat down on a glass uh, glass top coffee table and take nope, a shit nope, while someone's nope, underneath watching. Nope, no, 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 no. No, I don't. I don't do any shit related. Oh, <laughs> so she's not into the German stuff. No, we do like I've been peed on a lot, but I don't go into anything with shit. That's a little too much for me. No, oh, there we not go. all pee pee times. And I, I, I totally agree with her on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, peeing is fine. That's harmless stuff. Yeah, that's just way off there. Yeah. <laughs> How about, uh, have you ever received a minivan? Why don't I know what any of these you, you're, you're, hey, listen, it was your own words. An apolo- unapologetic slut doesn't necessarily mean you know all the cool words. Just because I do things doesn't know what I mean, what they're called. <laughs> what is that? Oh, well, a, a minivan is a variation of the shocker. Whereas, you know, whereas the shocker, you have uh, two in the pink, one in the stink. Yep. But a minivan is, it's, it's basically the description of a minivan. It seats two in the front and five in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> She's writing that shit down. <laughs> See, I told you how this would go. Oh my god! Uh, I can't stop laughing. Oh god! All right. Uh, I'm waiting for her answer. No, I'm going no on that. No. <laughs> Jason, how about you? Is there one in there that you particularly wanted to? I was going to say, no, I've never done a minivan either, you fucker. (laughs) Yet. Oh, no. Uh, Have you you ever started a game of snowball tag in an orgy? (laughs) Snowball, like coming with someone, kissing with someone's coming in my mouth? Excuse me? Yeah, say that one more time. It didn't come through, too. Yeah. Pun intended. Snowballing, like, as in kissing with cum in your mouth? Yeah, yeah. Playing a game of tag that, that way. Oh my god! <laughs> so we we check off two. <laughs> this is going a lot better than my I thought. Husband, my husband doesn't like that, but some of the guys that I play with like that. So I got you. Well, she says she does group sex. So have you ever been? My husband. My husband's oh. thing is he supplies all the cum for all my weird cum fetishes, but then I sometimes need to like do them with other people. Oh. How about that? I, yeah. I got one. You, you, you said you've done uh, group stuff. I mean, have you ever been a bamboo groupie? <laughs> this this might get edited definition, out. <laughs> definition, please. This wait, 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 wait. We we got to we got to we got to get some space in here because I might edit this motherfucker out. <laughs> Basically, it's it's a uh, it you know it, it's pulling a train with a group of uh, Asian businessmen. <laughs> We, we, by, by the way, we also have a disclaimer at the beginning of every show. Says, I have to say, this has been very educational for me. I'm learning a lot right this, now that I didn't know, so thank you. This I, is, I this may is, or may not have made up some of these words while I was thinking of this shit. Actually. Sam is now a contributor to the Urban Dictionary. Um, have you uh, joined the Mile Long Club, which would be a line of the dicks of the men you've been with laid end to end? 
like at one time. <laughs> this that was that one probably wasn't meant to be taken literal. <laughs> I, just, I think she actually stopped. Think. She was like, "No, wait a minute." She, she stood there for a second. And went, well, "Let me get let me get the old uh, one, calculator." Two, three. <laughs> I would uh, say 800 cocks should be a mile long. I don't know. Well. If, I don't know how many inches are in a mile. Depending so. on the, uh, if you're using the imperial measurement system or, you know. And if they're hard or soft, there's a big variation, so. Or 800 of, I, I don't know, men like me. <laughs> couldn't get from here to the chair so across the room. Wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to walk out and check your mail. I'm no meteorologist, <laughs> but I can predict at least two or three inches tonight. <laughs> So, because of my lack of knowledge of measurement of a mile, I can't answer that properly. <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, we are uh, we're kind of going to wind things down because we had no idea we were going to take up this much of your time. But we, I don't even know how long we've been talking. We've, we've actually been talking for over an hour. So oh, wow. this is this has been a fantastic interview, and we would definitely like to have you back at some point if you would be interested. Oh, absolutely! Oh, God, uh, yeah, because you be great. You uh, you have been a lot of fun and very educational, and I think uh, a yeah, lot you, of our listeners are really going to enjoy it. And maybe we could maybe we could do something down the road where we might get some questions from our listeners and have you back and maybe do a little Ooh, interview that, that way. And maybe that yeah, that definitely. could be a, a new uh, new book for it is just putting out all the all the things you ever wanted to know about this lifestyle and what you know little uh, more educational yeah yeah instead of instead of the the emotional thing for you or the the process that you went through maybe like a factual thing the things you've learned yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a good one. And and I think if we had our listeners write in uh, or leave voice messages, we do that. I can figure out the technology for that bullshit because that's what I do. Oh, there'd be a lot of but, questions. But we could get uh, we could get some questions for you. And we might uh, set something up down the road. But this has been sure. fantastic, and we really appreciate your time. Yeah, right. I mean, you, I you've had been a very great. great time. So thank you for having me. And uh, we uh, we will add to the list. You are coming uh, becoming quite the uh, podcast star. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize oh God, that in the beginning. It's insane. Um, you want to go ahead I and hit went on someone? my first one because I I had no intention of ever doing any of this, right? right? I was just on Instagram one day. I got Instagram because I got OnlyFans, and I was like, I guess I need social media now. And I some podcast posted something about a gangbang, and I was just bored at home, and I was like, oh. So I just wrote a comment. I was like, I love gangbangs. I'm having one tonight. And she wrote to me, and she was like, you should come on my show. And I called my husband, and I was like, do you think this is for real, or is this like a scam? And he was like, I don't know. So we started, because we're like, why would somebody want me on their show? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So we looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's a real show. So I went on it just for the hell of it, and then I've been on, like, almost 20 podcasts now. But it went from just, like, a stupid comment to actually, like, kind of being a little more serious about it and shedding light on things and talking about, like, important topics and... Um, trying to get like promote more of my writing and stuff in the serious side. Like the OnlyFans is out there and it's great and I love it, but it's not my main main focus. Right. It's more like helping like women to understand you can be everything you want. Um, helping people in the lifestyle, showing that you can have a healthy relationship and you don't have to be ashamed 
to be in this light, you know. So it, it's weird how I never expected to be this person, but it kind of just slowly gravitated that way. And like I said, now I have my own website, and I'm trying to make like a career out of everything altogether, like a brand instead of just one piece of it. So it's been really cool and stressful. There's been a lot of crying involved because it's, you know, stressful to learn how to, you know, build your own website, edit content, like do all these things that I didn't plan on having to do. Right. And like on the back end of stuff and learning how to use social media, like all these things coming. It's only been five months and everything happened so fast, like almost overnight. It kind of just exploded for me and I wasn't even planning on it. So there's been so many days where he comes home from work and I'm just on the couch crying and I'm like, I can't do this. Like I'm going to, and he's like, just relax. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, you're trying to do too much by yourself. Like it's okay. Calm down. So it's been, and I don't think people realize that. Like when you create content, they think, oh, you just post videos. Like there's so much that goes into it. Like the time and the effort and the behind the scenes stuff that people do not see, even though we're not scripting our content, you're watching real footage. There still is so much work involved from, you know, making the video to getting it onto the site and stuff and all this back end stuff that, you know, people take that for granted sometimes when they watch your stuff, you know. So I just hope people appreciate their creators and, you know, it just it becomes a full time job to balance all this stuff and you need, you know, a lot of like business savvy to have all of these things going on and to build a brand, it's a lot more complicated than just being like a nice body, you know? So, right. and right. I think that gets missed a lot of the time. They just go, Oh, you're, you're on OnlyFans. That's all you are. And it's like, Nope, I'm way more than that. That's just like 10% of what I am. So, you know, there's so much more of the story to be told. And I really am at the point where I'm not afraid to have my face out there and say, these are all the things I do. And it's fine. I'm not embarrassed by it. It's a totally like fine thing to be doing. And it, it just feels really good. You know, I'm glad that I don't feel insecure about any of this anymore. And a lot of that, I have to give props to my husband for being so supportive and telling me that like I'm doing the right thing and not to give up and not to let, you know, like these little hiccups bother me and stuff like that. So he's really great. I can understand the whole thing that you're like, I'm just not a, a, a nice body and I'm having to tackle all the, all the, the, the social media and, uh, trying to build a brand right? And, and so, because I actually take care of everything <laughs> that has to do with this show. I knew except, this was coming except for like, I don't know, uh, the definition of a fucking minivan. <laughs> He comes up with that stuff, but he's like, he still doesn't know how that this whole interweb thing works that every two weeks, somebody hears us talking about pussy <laughs> and he doesn't know how it gets there. It's because I put it there after I edited it. So I feel your pain, but, but speaking- even like you take my, my Instagram page, right? I'm not, obviously I post a lot of like lingerie pics and stuff like that. But at the same time with them, I am posting like intelligent things because I think it's really important to show people that you can be both just because I'm wearing lingerie. It doesn't make what I'm saying any less valid, any less intelligent. And I think that's a really big problem that we have right now is once they see you half naked, they think you're an idiot. They think, you know, your opinion doesn't matter anymore. And I'm here to be like, Nope, I can be both. I'm not, I'm not going to put a business suit on to make myself look more credible. I want to wear lingerie. So that's what I'm going to wear. But I also have a brain 
and I also have a lot of knowledge and experience, and I try to blend them together because at the end of the day, obviously, the picture is what's getting a lot of people's attention. Like, I'm not an idiot. But if they're actually looking at the picture then reading what I'm saying, then that's fine for me. You know what I mean? But I don't just post pictures of myself for no reason. I don't, even though I have an OnlyFans, I don't post videos like clips and stuff of me naked anywhere other than OnlyFans. Everybody goes, oh, promote yourself on Twitter, put naked. I go, no, I don't want to. I don't need to do that. That's not who I am. If they want to see me naked, they sign up to my page. I'm not just like bombarding people with like, you know, images of me getting fucked and naked. Like, I feel like that's a boundary that I have. I don't need to cross that line. If people want to see it, they know where to find it. But I'm not going to just like be throwing that all over the place. I like to keep it contained. But you're, but, but again, you're, I think you're throwing out things that people that you, you're throwing out, you know, the facts of, you know, being in the lifestyle and all that stuff. But yes, you're getting, um, you're getting attention for the initial picture, but after they read it, but it's also there that's like, Hey, if you want to see more of this, mm-hmm, this is how you're mm-hmm. going to do it. And that is building yeah. a brand. And that's, that's to be honest, that's genius. Thank you. It takes a lot of work and, you know, I've, people are always giving me, you know, um, their opinions of what I should be doing and how I should change. And I'm like, no, I'm good with how, if, if I get less business, but I stay true to myself, then I'm happy. I don't want to sell out and do something that I'm not comfortable with to make a few bucks. You know, people are always offering me to like be in their videos and stuff like these guys find me online and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm good doing my own thing. You know, I like to have complete control over my content, my body right now, like down the line, who knows? But again, this is just something I like to do. I'm not desperate for money. This isn't paying my bills. And I think that's a lot of times how girls get into trouble too, is like they need the money. So they're willing to do things that normally maybe they wouldn't be okay doing. You know, people want to offer me money to do like raw content, like fucking guys without condoms. I go, no, I don't do that. Sorry. You know, they want like other videos that I'm not into it. So I say, no, it could be a nice paycheck, but it's, it's not, not what I it's, am comfortable doing. Right. And I never, I've tried so hard for the past almost 20 years to be empowered. I am not going to take myself off of that and make myself feel violated and like degraded because I wanted to make a few dollars. Like that's going to kill everything I've been working so hard for. And everyone has their own story and their own way of doing things. But for me, that's the fine line, right? That's where my empowerment comes from is because I'm making every decision that I want that feels right for me. And my husband, sometimes I'll ask him, like, should I do this? Should I do that? And he goes, why are you asking me? Like, you need to decide for yourself. Like, I can't tell you what's right for you to do. And sometimes I'm like, shit, I wish you would have an answer because I don't know. But at the same time, he's right. I'll ask him if it would bother him if I'll do something. And he'll say yes or no. But after that, he's like... It's, it's your, your body. Like, that's right. You, I can't tell you what to do. And that's, you know, it's pretty crazy. But I think you really need to just follow your own path sometimes and decide how you want to be. Yes, I want to be sexy and slutty and like nasty and kinky, but I also want to be respected and, you know, seen as more than that. So you really have to walk this fine line to balance everything. It's an art form. And I think I'm decent at doing it. It takes some practice and, you know, I just do the best I can because I'm not 
I got thrown into this world. I'm learning everything as I go. And, you know, it's just, it's a learning curve. It's a learning process. Sometimes you do something, you're like, shit, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, I, he gets on me. He's like, you can't beat yourself up for making a mistake. Like, you don't know what everything is right now. So you just, you learn and you grow from it. I think every time you make a mistake, whether it's me or something with us in the life, that like, you don't get upset. You just learn from it and you do the best you can in the future. But as long as you can look yourself in the mirror every day and be okay with yourself and think you're staying true to yourself, then I think that's like really being successful. That's, that's all there is to it for me. Well, at least so that was my little speech. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, it's just, it, I'm, I'm just kind of seeing her like doing this, like it's a Ted talk there. For well, a second. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but ultimately just stay true to what you want to do. Yeah. Integrity. You're the one that's got to be happy. And, and I hope, and I hope you don't, you know, didn't think that this doing this show tonight was a, a mistake because, Hey, you, you learned what a mini was. I had a was. black. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> I did. Yeah, I learned something. It's educational. <laughs> All right, my dear, we're going to back on out of here and we sure appreciate your time. And just to let you know, it is CaseyDonatello.com. That is your new website, correct? Yes, so that has books, podcasts, OnlyFans, like everything you could possibly need to know about me is all in one convenient place now. And we will uh, post the link to your website, and we will also post the link to your link tree. And uh, everybody can uh, check you out, even if they would like to migrate over to the OnlyFans side of it. That would be fantastic. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for having me. I appreciate the invite. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. And just yeah, as thank an you added, for being our guest, and thank you for putting up with Sam. <laughs> oh, anytime. <laughs> but uh, just one little added thing before we go: uh, belated birthday to you. Yeah, and thank uh, you. be checking, and you will be getting something off of your Amazon wish list from the TNA podcast. Oh my God! Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, Sweetheart. it's been uh, it's been a conversation with Casey Donatello right here on the TNA podcast. I'll be damned, boy. That was some fun fun times right there. And tell you what, uh, I, what I loved about it was she had a lot to say. Yes, she knew what she wanted to say. Yep, and there wasn't no awkward silences. In no, there. she uh, she is very passionate about yeah about. Come and just make and having two peckers in her at the same time <laughs> in her vag. She, she's gonna listen to this and go, "Damn it!" When I hung up, I thought it was gonna be all right. No, she was absolutely a fucking delight, and I was serious. She can come back anytime she wants. Oh God, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's not only the whole thing about saying some shit that most people were like, "What?" Yeah. What? <laughs> now. Unless you're just an absolute fucking prude, there's shit in the back of your mind that it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. But most people, a lot of people, don't know how or don't want to find out how to make reality. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just thinking. You know, that if she could write a book on this whole thing about, you know, how to, if you're going to really kind of take a step into this. Mm hmm. You know, a little bit of advice here, some yeah. little tips and suggestions and whatnot. And I thought, you know, the, the name of that book could be, I don't know, like uh, everything you ever wanted to know about being an unapologetic slut, but were afraid to find out. There you go. So if, <laughs> so if you're listening, Casey, uh, Sam just tried to give you an idea for a book. It's a little not, long. Not that you Not need, like me, not but a little long. Yeah. Yeah. 
two, three inches. That's what I'm predicting. <laughs> but she was an absolute joy, and we cannot wait to have her back. Uh, hopefully, that will be sometime. Or have her on her back, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, we what? are. We are. She. Did you just say Wayner? No. <laughs> I think you no, said well, you said Wayner, but it kind of kind of sounded like you went, dude, Wayner. I'm trying to compose myself <laughs> and not say, not expose myself. <laughs> but uh, no, I tell you what, we'll we'll start us a fucking OnlyFans page, and uh, we'll just we'll just put your ass out there <laughs> with my turkey feet. <laughs> Here's Sam's content. Where's that goddamn remote control? <laughs> Ooh. Hot pockets and a, and a bucket of KFC <laughs> and some wet naps. <laughs> anyway, we hope you have enjoyed our uh, little conversation with Casey. Or at least Keller. enjoyed her. Yeah. You know, we were just, we, we were along for the ride. No shit. No shit. Mm-hmm. But we are getting ready already for episode 41. And that will be back to our sin and debauchery that we like to get you included in on. Yeah. We would like to hear your favorite school memories. That can be grade school, junior mm-hmm. high, high school, college, anything funny. Um, embarrassing as <laughs> embarrassing. hell. Embarrassing. Because we know, we know we did the embarrassing thing, but oh, we didn't yeah. get it from everybody. Yeah, nobody. yeah. And it could be sexual. Most likely. Let's go be at sexual stuff. Let's, let's please not do that in grade school. Okay. No, yeah, and, yeah. Let's skip that. on that let's, one. Let's just do that high high number in high school. Or Come on, coming from a guy who would was trying to get upskirt shots. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Hey, 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 hey! Back in the day when that fucking those Velcro tennis shoes were a thing, <laughs> that was <laughs> I, I. I affixed a mirror to my tennis shoe, uh-huh. and I sidled up to the girl with the fucking dress on. This was like third or fourth grade, and I'm like. How you doing? The perversion she, started young on that and, one. And uh, I saw stars because she smacked the dog shit out of me because <laughs> she realized what I was doing. And I had no idea that fucking 40 years ago, I invented upskirting. You're welcome. <laughs> but anyway, we will uh, we will be taking questions for that. So your favorite school memories, and it can be anything, but, you know, we kind of get sliding right back down this moist valley of the nicely put (laughs) so if you got that that's great but it can also be dumb shit embarrassing shit whatever you want to do and if you would like to submit it to us find us on facebook the tna podcast on facebook send us a message send us a voicemail and we will put you on the show check out our website and as always as always we will keep it anonymous if you want so for those out there who wasn't really sure that they could stay anonymous you can so please Submit, damn it. Submit to us. Submit. If you're done running your cocksucker, I was in the middle of shelling. Hold on one one, one more time. Submit. (laughs) All right. WWW. I haven't done that in a while. Like, people don't fucking know that. (laughs) www.thetnapodcast.com. Hit the contact button. Send us a fucking email. Show us your vagina. (laughs) Especially that, yeah. Yeah. I keep looking for vagina, <laughs> and it's never there. It's just not a vagina. 
I'll stop sending pictures of my wiener. My, my wiener. Oh, that sounded French. You're, sorry, I got a little weird there. Oh, your wiener. Oh, my back of my wiener. That's hard to do French and, and Asian. That, that is a weird thing right there. I'll be damned. What Here, just happened? Uh, actually, I think the pizza just showed up. Uh, hey, yeah. we just landed. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. This has been the TNA Podcast. My name is Jason Roach. My name is Sam Hall. And we will catch you down the fucking road. Good night, pod kitties. Bitches. Son of a bitch.